0: Welcome to Shelf Logic, the official podcast of the Maricopa County Library District. Hi, thank you for joining us for our 50th episode of Shelf Logic. My name is Alyssa. (laughs) And
1: I'm Corbin.
0: And today we are going to talk about all of our wonderful podcasting episodes that have happened so far. I mean, we have such a great staff that has totally jumped on board and came up with amazing topics to talk about. And so Corbin and I were just thinking that, you know, we take this episode to celebrate all of our wonderful staff members at MCLD and, you know, talk about some really awesome comics like the Comic Con one that Corbin and I did, and the Spring ones that Corbin and I did. And the true
1: crime one that we did. I mean honestly every one that we've done I mean, no disrespect to everyone. I think all of us have been amazing, but like you can listen to those again and I mean I, I did. It was a lot of fun. All these episodes are so re-like able the re ability. made that a word. Totally a thing. But um <laughs> check out the true crime episode in the stats, live on location. That was fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I mean <laughs> I mean overall everyone did great. we were just bumping ourselves up for no reason. But to, let's go ahead and get started. started.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, I took a few notes from some of the shows. Alyssa and I went and re-listened to, I would say between both of us, all 50 of them. Because we we did some damage. Well,
0: 49.
1: This is the fifty. This is the 50th. My fault. 49. But uh, just looking through, we had 11 genre-specific episodes. We had some of the Westerns, science fiction, mystery. Um, We had five episodes that related to um, diversifying your reading. Focusing more on um, people of color and women and works that you might have missed. That is not only new stuff coming, but classics that you know, you may have turned an eye on or hadn't seen.
0: Definitely noteworthy options.
1: Exactly. So we had those as well. We had three science fiction-specific episodes um, concerning either books or film or TV. That was pretty good. Uh, my personal favorite, had six comic or manga-related episodes. So we got our yes. DC, we got our Marvel, we had some Indian in there, we had some creator talk. Uh, yeah, but all of this really just came together in this just wonderful potpourri of audio goodness concerning our libraries. Did
0: you just casually throw in the word potpourri? You
1: know, I've been thinking about it for the last like twenty seconds. So I I tried to
0: make <laughs> I tried to make that wriggle that on in there.
1: <laughs> exactly, but it worked though. So see, there it is. But um yeah, I mean all of that from just uh, librarians and library workers uh, across our district coming together, um, really sharing their passion of literature and and works related to that and how that all comes together has impacted our lives and hopefully um, gave some reading recommendations stuff for you to check out at your own libraries.
0: Yeah, so um, we've been doing this since August twenty-third is when our first August? August. Jeez. Is when our first it is it's not even like early August, it's late August. Yeah. This is August twenty-third is wow. when our very first episode of Welcome to Shelf Logic dropped. Um and from there we just, you know, like Corbin said, we've just really taken off and we've really talked about the most diverse things because our library does have a very diverse collection and has great materials. And we just wanted to share what our favorites are with you guys. Um, so that's kind of just been our experience with this is just looking for new books to recommend and finding ways to share our passions with our customers. And uh, I mean, I don't know what you guys are thinking, but... I think we did. We did
1: pretty well. I was gonna say we did, and I really think we should take a moment to 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 let the listeners go behind the scenes and and we have to share our favorite parts of like what what what, what favorite parts do we have in making the podcast? Because, oh no. Because <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, Alyssa and I are known for you know before we start we have to get at least two or three cold opens tried out you know maybe a restart or an awkward laugh from one of us. This is actually knock on. Oh, we don't have any wood to knock on. But, I mean, so far, on one go, we're doing okay. I
0: know this is our first shot, but then we also rehearsed, like, three times before I hit the record button. Very true. So, I mean, we're, we're both very self-conscious people. Corbin is always worried that he's talking too fast. I true. am always worried that I sound very pitchy. Um, it's a struggle. It, it is. I mean, my voice just goes up and down a lot.
1: Zero to 100 on my end. So, yeah, it, it makes for a podcast that if we were to listen to, I listen to mine on double speed. So I listen to myself sometimes on Double and it's like, what am I saying? So I'm glad. <laughs> Pretty much.
0: Um, so yeah, so I mean, I don't know how many times that we've also had to like dissect out a piece of our podcast because it was just awkward. Like we just started staring at each other because we didn't know who was going to talk next type thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Or you know, you try a joke, related to a book and you're like, oh, this is going to be a, a, a roar. We're about to have a laugh here. And the other person just looks at you and you're like, what? I was really banking on that live, <laughs> continuing the show. So, yeah, we've had our share of moments there, too.
0: And for those of you that don't know, Corbin and I have worked with each other for the past three years. Jeez. Another.
1: Wow. I, this time is just... It's, it's just of imagination. It's been a long... Is it that long?
0: It's been that long. Okay. And we, we've been through a lot. Yep. And so, we just... We have this very interesting dynamic, yep. to say the least. Mm-hmm. So, you, you can tell. It, it yeah. Comes yeah. Oh, yeah. We... Yeah. There are lots of times when we just, like, sit there and look at each other, and we're just like, I can read your brain, and I know you can read my brain, but none of us are saying anything, and that doesn't make for a good pod. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Exactly. But um, aside from that, you know, a little trip down memory lane, behind the scenes there, what have been your favorite episodes? And if you don't want to start first, I can. Matter of fact, I'll go first. Um, My favorite episode, well, one of my favorite episodes was The True Crime Stacked Up. I really enjoyed... (laughs)
0: is it because it's yours i mean kind of <laughs> not really
1: but i really think that I, I, like as a listener trying to find true crime that's definitely my element i know that there's many other customers i've interacted with who also like true crime and to be able to show them reads that were both i think we had a nice mix of classics as well as more modern true crime um non work that was intriguing that covered a variety of different crimes um different authors celebrity status in terms of like little-known to well-known, you know, authors behind um, the actual work, and I thought that we did a great job of expressing our feelings about this, about each book, and also why it might appeal to certain readers. So that was one of mine. Um, I think you should go first for the next, kind of go back and forth.
0: Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. All right. However, I do have a comment about our stacked up one. That was Honestly, one of my favorite ones to record, because cool. we were literally in the true crime <sighs> section of Ed Robeson Library, and we were literally just pulling books off the shelf and talking about them, because we Corbin and I are pretty... True sure
1: crime jockeys, pretty, all the way.
0: Pretty much, yeah. We we do love a good true crime, um, and so I think that was like easily one of the funnest ones. It didn't require a lot of research. It was really what was off the top of our heads, mm. and we were just, just kind of spitballing what we can remember, mm-hmm. and... Um, it's a lot of fun, and I do that honestly a lot with our customers too. When they come in and they're like, "I'm looking for a specific <coughs> genre," and I'm like, "Okay, well, let's walk out to the stacks and see what we got," because I like, I'm not great with off the top of my head sometimes. So mm-hmm. that that was actually a very helpful one. Mm-hmm. Um, a good one that I thought was <laughs> honorable, an honorable mention, if you will. Okay. was our favorite books. So this is where uh, Corbin went on a very, very, very long rant about the J.D. Robb. The one and
1: only. The one and only. And let me tell you, it was worth it. I'd do it again. Okay, my only regret is I couldn't do it twice that episode. But yes, we were sharing books that spoke to us. Um, If you have listened to an episode of this show uh, or several episodes, you may have heard the name J.D. Robb. You know, famous, true, um, like suspense, romantic suspense author I just love all her work. She's done fifty-one books of the series, the In Death series. Uh, in case you didn't know what that was, a set <laughs> in the year <laughs> it was 55. and uh, it's in New York where Eve Dallas, L- L- Lieutenant Eve Dallas, and her rich, world-owning husband Rourke basically solve crimes um and each one it's a a tried and true formula so it almost has like a cozy kind of feel in terms of just getting back into that world and you know meeting the characters again whether that's the the alfred if you're into batman type butler somerset um running into you know detective whitney um detective peabody you know just each of these characters they just they just speak to me okay and every time someone recommends a book to me if it's romance, if it's, you know, a mystery, if it's uh, historical fiction, if someone said, hey, I'm looking for a good book to read, without fail, I go straight to the back, mystery, fiction, Rob, or fiction, mystery, Rob, rather. That's our call number there for that. And I introduce them there and, and you know, I've had very good results.
0: I mean, <clears throat> Nora Roberts is a very... <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, J.D. Rob. Who so is Nora Roberts? Don't 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 spoil the illusion. Two different people in the same body. Two
0: different personas.
1: There you go. I like that better. Um and Nora Roberts is good in her own right, but JD Rob is just a national treasure and I think we should speak of her as such on this show.
0: A national treasure.
1: Start off, yeah, national treasure, JD Rob. We have to start. Let's say that. Okay.
0: Um how many episodes have we done together? Like between
1: <clears throat> You would have thought I kept track of that? in like listening and like counting down some of these pots, but i really didn't but
0: like probably like seven or eight i would
1: say more to eight yeah i agree with that
0: so and i have yet to read a jd rob book
1: which all right listen y'all it's been three years all right if you guys think i talk about a lot on this pot, like in real life i'm always oh always to anyone who will listen jd rob i have all 50 of her paperbacks right now on my desk like, it's, it's, it's a problem, but it's not. It's a great problem to have. That's the not even an exaggeration. Being. I mean,
0: that is the full-blown truth. Oh, I've no. I,
1: I have, yes, 50 of them lined up. Count them. But anyways, the fact that Alyssa hasn't taken my advice on that, it's one of the few regrets I have uh, on Shelf Logic because it doesn't really matter any way I package it. It just doesn't happen. And I'm, I don't know. But aside from that,
0: um, I, I have question about your other regrets. Was it wearing a cowboy hat during a staff photo?
1: Listen, that was one of the best days of my life. Okay, I, I think I really rocked the cowboy hat, plaid um,
0: shirt, jeans, oh, boots, the, 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 the whole, whole nine Yes,
1: thing. I was, I was tipping my hat. It was, it was a fun time. The customers loved it. It was an amazing day. But, but, but yeah, that, that, that would be that wouldn't be a regret.
0: Anyways, that was one of my um, favorite episodes to re-listen to because I think it also shows, like, how much our recommendations have grown since then. Because that was one of our earlier episodes. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, Corbin's just over here going, J.D. Robb is amazing! Which he still does. National
1: Treasure J.D. Robb is amazing.
0: He still does that at a lesser (laughs) extent. I mean, he's really grown and he's moved on to other mystery authors. Mm -hmm. So I've not seen him read any of Nora Roberts' other books. Um,
1: Who? I'm sorry? (laughs) (laughs) I, I know of J.D. Robb and I know of Nora Roberts, but I've read all of J.D. Robb's books. So not sure what you're trying to imply there. Anyways, I think I should take this time <laughs> to go to the next um, episode that I really enjoyed. Uh, this was not <laughs> done by us, <laughs> but I really liked um, the eco fiction for Earth Month episode that came back, uh, came out a little bit back, and that was interesting to me because that wasn't a genre that I had really read a lot of, and it's not, I would say, its own specified. There is eco fiction, obviously, but it's within the fiction realm is just books that are specifically concerning our environment whether that's in um in this case it was fiction work um you could have nonfiction as well but i really hadn't read a lot of books that came from that that concerned our earth our climate and it was perfect for earth month and listening to that really not only got my eye on books that were recommended but also started me on a journey of finding other books by similar authors in that same like-minded vein and i really enjoyed doing that and listen knows about anyone here at this library i am big on using all of my holds, You know, you have 20 <laughs> available with the Miracle County Libraries and I am king and maxing them all out. But I take that time to find a book that I'm intrigued by, look at read readalikes for that book, find another one similar by another author or the same one and start my journey that way. And so starting with the eco-fiction episode, it was really interesting to find a genre or a specification in a genre that I had not previously been introduced to and opening my eyes to that level of, of work um, and something I really enjoyed. It, I think, again, part of the joy of the Shelf Logic podcast is introducing listeners to you know um, books, media that they had not maybe been privy to beforehand. And so that was one that was a favorite of mine. Oh. I know. It
0: sent you down a rabbit hole.
1: It, it you did. I mean, it, it did. It was a very good episode. Um, and yeah, I love the rabbit holes. They're good. They're good. Coming out of them can be hard, though. When you're like maxed out in all the books you're putting in, it, it can be very hard to go, oh, that's all I got. But, you know,
0: it can happen. So like in a Word document, I'm assuming that you just have this extensive list of books that are to be read. Kind of like your good read shelf.
1: I was going to say, so... Actually, no. You would think I do. But I have a Goodread shelf of my To Be Read, and then I have a bunch of sticky notes. <laughs> I just have a bunch of sticky notes.
0: You are the king of sticky notes. I, I'll give you that. <laughs>
1: there you go. With the name of a book and an author that, for books I haven't come out yet, I have a sticky note. For books that have, but I haven't gotten to, I have a sticky note. For books that have to be in the mood for, but what I am, the books will be there, I have a sticky and, note. And so
0: the customers are and the listeners are fully aware of this. These sticky notes are not in any particular order. They are literally just sticky Get it around
1: the desk. It's like a box of chocolate, so you just kinda of open it up and, you know, enjoy. It. Don't really know what you're gonna get. That is that from a what's that called movie? That bubble Shrimp movie? Is that not the name of it? Oh
0: Um wait, did you mean Forrest Gump?
1: <sighs> yeah, that's what I meant. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> I mean you're not you're not wrong. I oh, mean he, that's... he does go on that, that shrimp thing.
1: That's yeah, yeah, yeah. And... I'm, I'm this is news to me. I knew Bubba Shrimp was an important component somewhere. Wow. Anyways, moving right along, life is like a box of chocolates. You enjoy them, Bubba. Uh, nope. Gum.
0: Nope. yeah. That, that's not the quote.
1: Just say the quote for me, please. <laughs> Just say the quote. <laughs> life is like a box of chocolates. You never you don't know, know what you're going to get. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched Forrest Gump, darn it. Okay, I'm sorry.
0: Anyways. <laughs> um, back to things that matter besides Corman not knowing your movie references oh my goodness but, which like is a very true fact of life because I don't know how many times I've sang that song from Monsters Inc and you don't know what I'm talking about
1: I'm if it's not DC Marvel or horror I, I don't know
0: and, and then there was that time that I made you watch How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey and I quote that all the time yeah and you
1: no no no, but it has to be a good movie, I'm sure. I believe you.
0: Wait, you told me that you watched it. Are you telling me now that you never watched that movie? Oh, which
1: one? The Grinch with Jim Carrey? 2003. Yes. Of course I did.
0: Oh, okay. A liar.
1: Um, <laughs> no. I knew up the top of the head.
0: Anyways. Sure. <laughs> okay, so uh, my next favorite that I re listened to was Juvenile Fiction Book Talk, and that was done by Caroline and Mr. Travis mm. at Southeast. Okay. And um, it was. I really like it. They have, like, really good um, podcast chemistry. I mean, not as good as Corbin and I, obviously.
1: (laughs) We love y'all, but, you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I love you, Caroline. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I mean, they did really well with, like, a bunch of books. They did The Hobbit. They did um, Apple Blossom. Like, good old feel-good books that I used to read as a kid. They did Winnie the Pooh, which, like, is honestly my all-time favorite children's book ever yeah um because you know he has his own Mm -hmm. ride at Disneyland so how could you not love Winnie the Pooh um but and then they also included some newer books too and I thought it was really well done and they gave a lot of suggestions as well like Corbin and I usually keep it to about what three or four books per person Mm -hmm. they they did so many and they they, packed uh, it it was just such a good episode it was very well done you two I really enjoyed it
1: I will concur with that. I also enjoyed, and this is my last one, the What Horrifies You episode. Um, If I remember, it was also from Southeast, uh, another one of our 18 libraries, you know, but it was really good because, again, I'm I'm a horror fan, and discovering new horror or old horror that I may have missed is something that happens uh, routinely to me in terms of, oh, I had not read that before. Oh, this movie's based off of a book. And so being able to listen to that Uh, And really learn more about a genre that I'm already interested in and, you know, getting potentially more um, ideas of things to check out from the libraries from that. I mean, using that, of course, to branch off and find re-likes and things of that nature. It was really good. I I, I definitely enjoyed it. And yeah, it horrified me. (laughs) Haha, get it? Okay, that wasn't very good. But um, (laughs) I also thought I would take a time to, you know, put a little mini segment out there, which is with this being the 50th and us having had so many great episodes, I want to throw out some more episode ideas. And if anyone wants to claim these, you know, if you're, you know, listening and, and you like, you know, some of these ideas, yeah, definitely feel free to start the conversation. But I have three and I have titles for them actually. So <laughs> the first, first one is did. called The Patterson Power Hour. Okay. And all I want is an hour where, you know, our lovely library folks talk about James Patterson, why he's so beloved. um, Just world-renowned bestseller. He's made... Countless movies, I couldn't name them. Alex Cross, I know that one. And that's been done a couple times actually. I know that um, Tyler Perry did it, uh, played the character. I know that Morgan Freeman played the character. And I mean, he's made great.
0: I mean, is it bad that also James Patterson has a book called Criss Cross and I sing that song in my head every time I show it?
1: Yes, just a little bit, just a touch, but you know what is fine. But the Patterson Hour Power Hour would be exploring all things James Patterson. Mm-hmm. And we all know he's written so many books that it could definitely fill up multiple hours. So that's one suggestion. The second one, it took me a minute to think about this, but raving is, and I'm like, raving for Rob. Okay. Oh, no. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> this would
1: be oh, a no. run through of all of JD Rob's classics. And this, I can break this would be down. a
0: one man podcast.
1: It would be a great one, though, and I'm sure the listeners would enjoy it as much as I would enjoy presenting it. And we just run through all of J.D. Robb's books. We'd start with her first, her 10th, the 25th, the 50th, fill in some key ones in between, and really just sell the entire saga of Eve Dallas and the New York City Police Department in the year 2155. So that's one as well. Um, the third, for me, would be best and worst in sports books because I'm also a big sports fan. And I read a lot of sports books, but not all sports books are created equal. How for- are
0: those Lakers doing?
1: Lakers are doing fine. We just made the playoffs. But hey. I'm already dating myself on this episode, but, you know, we'll see. I think we're going for ring number two. But for every great sports book, you know, there's uh, Breaks of the Game. There's uh, The Jordan Rules by Sam Smith. For every good sports book, there's also one that is, you know, not as good, Um, where nothing else matters, by Michael Leahy. And I think it's a, a genre, you know, in nonfiction that can be explored, fleshed out and I would love you know someone to kind of get their hands on that and really explore that world, introduce readers to other sports, but especially since you know NBA playoffs are in full swing, WNBA seasons just started, baseball's around, hockey's in action, football's on the way. There's so much, and books are written about these things.
0: See, I think that you had a very well rounded suggestions for future podcasts. Thank you kudos to you And you out of your comfort zone just just a smidge with the patterson but everything else is completely new um (laughs) wow me on the other hand i I have problems coming out of my comfort zone as Corbin knows very well um (laughs) so my last so my last honorable mention is um the disney the best disney songs that was done by caroline jerry and travis and um they chose the 10 of their favorite Disney songs, which I love to pieces. I am a huge Disney fan. I go to Disney like once a year, at least any any Mickey shaped foods. And you know, it's, it's all an individual food group. It's of fine. Course. Um, so that one was very, very well done. Um, also really love that they included Tangled because that soundtrack is perfect. Um, Rapunzel? Rapunzel is tangled yes good job
1: there it is I knew that
0: you know nothing Disney but you knew that so I am proud
1: it was a guess but thank you
0: <laughs> <laughs> what got you the tangled hair yeah just so about must, a- it must be Rapunzel, exactly Um, So that one was really good. I honestly don't have any suggestions for future podcasting. I didn't think that far ahead. Um, Corbin, honestly, is the mastermind behind all of our podcasts. And he comes up with the great topics and the content, and I'm just here to um, poke fun at him and the banter.
1: You make it fun, all right? This show is a team effort, and, you know, we have that that balance. Someone comes with the idea. Someone makes sure that I don't, you know, have 18 million bloopers. So it works out well. So –
0: in the beginning of this podcast, we did say that we had gone five minutes without uh, a blooper, <laughs> and we have now three to four outtakes uh, between Corbin and I. Oh so my gosh. we did try our best. You guys will never hear them; they've been permanently deleted. And yeah, that is um, that that is how that went for this recording.
1: And you know, I think it was it was it was pretty good. It, it was it was pretty good. It was a fun one, um, a celebration, hopefully, of all that Shelf Logic has been for fifty just great episodes with the finish of this one. Uh, and you know what? Here's the 50 more.
0: Yeah, here's the 50 more. And, you know, we appreciate each and every one of our listeners. We uh, love that you guys are always willing to stick around with us and listen to all of us talk about our passions and our favorite books and things like that. So thank you for participating in that. I'm Melissa. I'm Corbin. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Shelf Logic. Make sure to hit subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Follow us on social media where we are at MCLDAZ.